Welcome to the Slay the Giant podcast. Hey, Slay family, are you ready to slay your giant, conquer your fears, and pivot into your future? The time is now for you to be all God has created you to be. It will take intentionality, reflection, and movement. Are you ready to do the work to win? My guests and I are ready to speak life and purpose into you. Well, let's get to it, giant players. Hey, Slay family. It's your girl, Ashley, and we are back. So it has been a little while since we have had this conversation, um, and I just felt the need to come back and just share a little bit about what's on my heart. And hopefully it'll be something that resonates with you. Um, I know that it's been a while. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about what I've been doing. I've been traveling. Um, I've been having, God has been opening up doors for me to preach and teach. And then also some new things happening um, as far as my career is concerned, along with, um, I just, you know, recently had Um, some health stuff uh, go down. So I've been in a moment of rest and recovery. Um, But uh, I did not want to forget you wonderful people who listen every week. Um, I know that I said I was coming back with full force, but now I'm really back. And I feel confident that I can produce some good shows, um, podcast shows for you guys to listen to, to, to listen to, 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 reflect on to even think about for your own personal life. Cause I don't want to just do a podcast just to do a podcast. I really want to, you know, minister to those who are listening and to give um, thought to some of the things that you may be facing and dealing with. Um, I want to, I want to be a part of uh, what you may be dealing with on a day-to-day basis. I want to help you through that, um, through the conversations I have with other people and just through conversations I may have with you. And today, um, I'm going to be having a conversation with you on a topic that is very familiar and I think appropriate for the time we are currently in. When you look around and you see all of the things happening in the world, church world, you look on social media, there's so much stuff happening. Um, You look um, in your personal life, maybe even at work, you're hearing stories from coworkers and family, friends, and all of these different people, and you're just hearing so much hopelessness. And a lot of times you're hearing people who are dealing with um, very difficult situations, um, whether it's grieving the loss of a loved one, whether it's a disappointing situation in their life, whether it's a, you know, I'm hearing, I've heard so many of my friends say they're dealing with marital um, or marital crises, different things going on there, singles who are, you know, trying to figure it out, um, especially, you know, during these pandemic times. And so, you know, there's a lot happening and I felt the need to kind of talk about a word um, that is sometimes mentioned um, in, in, in the church, but definitely in therapy. And I've heard it a lot more recently. And that word is disappointment dealing with disappointment. Now, I want you to know that everyone at some point in their life may deal with disappointment. Um, There are things that happen to us um, that we may have had control over, or there are things that happen to us that we may not have had control over. Um, Unfortunately, that's just the way life goes. Uh, Some things we thought, you know, we had 
we had the handle on and then the next thing you know it it's out of our control and and that's ultimately um god's plan is like he's in control so we don't have to be in control you can be disappointed by the way things turned out um whether it's mourning the career you thought you would have you know maybe you went to school for your degree and you thought you'd be in one field and now you're working in another and you're really not sure how to make your way back to what you originally thought maybe you thought you were going to get a promotion and it doesn't seem like the door is opening for you um maybe you are at a point in your life where you're ready to make a change and you're not you don't know how you're going to do it maybe you got a a letter of um Maybe you did not get into the school you wanted to get into, whatever the disappointment is. Maybe you're disappointed by the stage of life. You were expecting to be at one place by now. Maybe you're in your late 20s. Maybe you're in your 40s. Maybe you're in your 50s and you're saying, I expect it to be further than this. This is not where I expect it to be. I want it to be doing xyz i wanted to have a phd by now i wanted to um, be married or i wanted to have children or these are the things that i really wanted in life and they just not have they just have not happened maybe you're raising a child with um challenges um maybe um you are dealing with um hurt or um, some type of challenge in in your church um uh, maybe you're you're a leader and you're dealing with um people who are not um, following through or helping you out. Whatever the disappointment is, this is very normal and it happens. Um, it's a part of life. We are all going to deal with disappointment. Disappointment is defined as sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. So in other words, you may have been hoping for something and maybe you dreamed about it since you were very young and maybe you um, had a plan and you had a vision board and you uh, presented it even to the Lord and you said, this is what I believe I want you to do for me, God. And it just did not happen in the way you intended it to happen. That is the feeling of disappointment and sometimes it makes you sad and sometimes you grieve the idea of what you thought was going to happen to you. And it is okay to grieve the idea of what you thought was supposed to happen. You have to sit in those emotions. You have to sit in those feelings. If you have to do an ugly cry, you do the ugly cry. If you have to get on the phone and talk to somebody who you know is going to um, give a word of encouragement, is going to inspire you for the moment, you do that. Um, whatever it takes to feel that pain, but also just keep um, the faith at the same time, you do that. A lot of times, you know, and, and especially in, in Christian in, in Christian circles, we say, well, you just got to pray about it. And you do have to pray. We have to pray all the time, pray without ceasing, constantly praying and, and giving it to the Lord and, and letting him know how we feel. But God is concerned about our emotions too. Jesus wept um, in the Bible. He wept um, when he saw that his friend had died. Um, and, and as believers, we can weep, we can mourn, we can feel the loss, we can feel the grief. You can feel all of those emotions that come with losing something. Um, and, and maybe, you know, you're disappointed because uh, a relationship didn't go the way you thought it was supposed to go. 
Maybe you're disappointed because, you know, you're a person you look up to in life, in ministry, has now fallen and you're like, oh God, what is going on um, with, you know, that person? I looked up to them. They were my inspiration. All of these things can be disappointment. But we don't have to live in that disappointment forever, okay? Disappointment may come in life and often it happens in relationships. There are countless singles who are hurting because of the disappointment of a relationship that has broken up. Maybe the relationship seemed promising, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out. And that is okay to say it just didn't work. It wasn't what um, I needed. Um, and sometimes you don't find that out until you, you, you know, very late. Because sometimes we say to ourselves, well, I just wish I would have known or I should have known. Or, you know, maybe you were um, told uh, about different things and you just you didn't care you just kept moving forward not realizing that um, you know maybe you should have seen it a little bit earlier but that is okay because it is okay to grieve that thing it is okay you know the stages of grief are denial and that's when you're like you're in so much disbelief that this cannot be happening to me um, there's anger there's that frustration where you're just angry with the situation. Maybe you're angry at the person. Maybe you're angry at yourself um, because you said, man, I should have seen this coming. Maybe you're angry um, at uh, the situation. Maybe you could be even mad at God. Be honest with yourself with where you are in that moment. Um, and then bargaining, trying to figure out, well, maybe if I had done this, Maybe if I had said this, maybe if in that moment I had done this thing differently, maybe if I had, um, you know, loved my child a little bit more, they would not have done that. Or maybe if I had, you know, buddy, buddy with the boss, like everyone else, maybe I would have gotten a promotion or, you know, we're bargaining. We're trying to figure out what could I have done differently uh, that could have made this situation turn out differently. Depression deep, deep, deep sadness where you're, you're just not yourself. Um, and you, this may come from someone else or you may even recognize that you're, you know, maybe you're tired all the time. Maybe, um, at one time you wake up excited about some, uh, you know, work and life. And now you're not feeling that way. Maybe, uh, you were at one time, uh, excited about going to church and you're not doing that. And that was a part of your routine. Um, just sadness. You're just not able to pick yourself up. You're feeling like there's no hope. You're feeling like wherever you are in life is that's it. That's all. Um, and I want to tell you that that is not the case. There is hope for you. Um, no matter what age you find, what, what, what age you are, whether you are 10, 54, 6, wherever you find yourself in life, there is always hope. There is always something that you can look forward to, even if it's looking, allowing the sun to uh, beam upon your, your beautiful skin, that is something to look forward to. Even if it is the fresh air that you are able to breathe, that is something to look forward to every day because not everyone has that. I find that in moments of sadness and moments of helplessness, number one, I try to help somebody else. I try to support them. I try to pick up the phone, call them, pray for them, encourage them in the Lord. And then I think secondly, um, you know, reading scriptures and praying and um, seeking the face of God is, is all important um, to 
um, you know, combating or dealing with uh, sadness or when you're feeling hopeless or when you're feeling like nobody cares, it is, that's your opportunity to try to figure out, well, how can I serve somebody? How can I help somebody? And then also have an attitude of gratitude. Um, in those moments where you may feel down on yourself or you may feel helpless, you may feel like, oh my goodness, I don't know how I'm going to get a breakthrough. I don't know how this is going to turn around. This is, uh, I'm in a low place. Um, just start saying, thank you for my life. Thank you for my health. Thank you, Lord, that I have air to breathe. Thank you, Lord, that I have activity of my lungs. I can move. I, I can I can um, breathe. I can do things. I, I have activity. And maybe you don't have activity. Maybe you are very still right now. But thank you, Lord, that I can talk and give you praises and, and, and give your name the glory, you know. But having that attitude of gratitude, I find, um, definitely helps you deal with deep sadness and weariness. And then acceptance, which is the last step where you finally say, this has happened to me. I, you know, I lost, I lost my loved one. This was hard. It was difficult. You know, they're going to be irreplaceable in my life. Um, there's nobody like that individual who I've lost, um, but I've, I'm accepting it. I understand it. So now I may be looking at pictures and getting happy memories and having happy thoughts because I do want to feel the emotions and I do want to feel um, you know, the love that that person had for me or whatever. So I'm going to accept it finally. So those are the stages of um, grief and we have to deal with it. We have to feel the emotion, um, but just, you know, recognizing those emotions and, um, you know, allowing ourselves to keep going despite how we feel in the moment. Um, our feelings can fade, our feelings are fleeting. And so we have to recognize that, um, you know, we can't live in those feelings. Now, yes, feel the pain, feel the emotions, feel the heartache, feel it. And, and I mean, it, grief comes back in and out of our lives, um, especially if you've grieved a loved one of, a, you know, a spouse or a parent, you know, those things will come and go. Um, but you have to also invite other feelings at that same time, happy thoughts, laughter about a joke that may have been told by that loved one, or maybe a nickname that they gave you over time, you know, try to uh, make sure that although you have sadness, although you miss that person, you are also inviting um, other thoughts of joy and peace and love um, relating to that individual person. Um, Lisa Turnquist, who is our Turquoise, who is one of my favorite authors, um, says that feelings are indicators, not dictators. Okay, they're indicators. They tell us where we are. They can gauge, um, you know, where we are mentally in that moment. But they are not dictators. Your feelings do not dictate your life. They don't dictate um, what, your outcomes. They don't dictate those things. You. Uh, 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 under the uh, reliance of the Holy Spirit, you dictate those outcomes. They can indicate where your heart is in the moment, but that doesn't mean they have the right to dictate your behavior and boss you around. You are more than the sum total of your feelings and perfectly capable of that little gift called self-control. Let that sink in for a moment. She's saying that in the moment, it tells you where your heart is, but it does not have to dictate your behavior. 
It does not have to dictate how you treat other people. It does not have to dictate uh, your life. I remember um, the story of Ruth and Naomi, um, and you know it, it talks about um, the fact that when their uh, husband died, um, they had to go back to the city where they came from, and they didn't go back um, to the city um, the way they thought that, you know, that they would have, you know, they thought that, oh my gosh, when I go back, you know how you are, when you go back and you see people, you know, from your past, you want to go back with your best foot forward, you want to go back with, um, you know, saying that you're fruitful, that you look good, and that you're, um, you know, prospering, but you have to understand that in this, in the story, it talks about Ruth, um, uh, who was married, um, and then Naomi, who's the, the, the mother, she um, returns and she says, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, call me bitter, um, because she had dealt with so much loss in her life. She had dealt with so much, um, you know, disappointment, um, you know, losing her sons who are the, you know, who are the ones who are supposed to provide for her and protect her in the future. You know, the husband died, but now the sons have also died. And so there's legacy, there is generational wealth, there's, you know, all of those things she no longer has access to. So she says, don't call me um, Ruth, call me Mara, call me bitter. I'm, I'm, I'm bitter. I'm upset. I'm mad. Um, I'm, I'm mad with life. I'm mad the way things turned out. This was not what I was supposed to, to do, to be in. This is disappointment, deep disappointment. Um, but you know, that was just the indicator of her heart. Now it did not dictate her future because we know in the end, um, Ruth was married Boaz and it also opened up doors for her. And now she's in the lineage of Jesus. Um, and so what a powerful way to say life can bring disappointments, but it doesn't end there. Life can bring times of sadness, but it doesn't end there. Life can bring times where you are not happy with the way things have turned out, but there is hope. We have a God who is our great hope and he is able to deliver us and to set us free and we can trust and believe in him. I want to share a scripture with you. Matthew 6, verse 25 through 26. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Listen, I share this scripture to let you know that whatever your disappointment is, God knows all about it. God's going to take care of your needs, whatever the disappointment, whatever it is, whether it's big or small, maybe you were disappointed because you got into the Popeye's line and they didn't have that chicken sandwich you wanted. Or maybe your situation is a little bit more, um, you know, 
major for you. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe your disappointment is that, you know, you're in a relationship and you found out something about the individual that you did not know. Maybe you're married and you're dealing with deep disappointment because what you thought your life would be is not what it actually is. Life brings challenges and life is so unpredictable. We don't know how God is going to do it, how God is going to work it out. But I want you to know that God is sovereign. He does what he wants, how he wants to do it. And he will bring to the to conclusion what you are concerned about. You don't have to worry about any of those things. Um, the Bible says also in Psalms 118 verse 5, it says, when hard pressed, I cried to the Lord he brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And I like uh, other versions of the Bible says, what can man do to me? You know, man can fail you. Man, the arm of flesh, the, you know, people can disappoint you. They can say something that hurts your feelings and something that you would have never thought would come from that individual. But it, it, it they said it um, and it made you feel you know, some type of way, as the young folks said, listen, that can happen, but you have to recognize that God is with you and you don't have to be afraid of those moments. Um, you know, when you're rejected, when you thought, you know, you were going in one direction and you get rejected and it's like you're being pushed back, you know, many, many stages back in life, understand that there is yet hope. And you got to keep moving. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep believing there is yet hope for your life. And you don't have to live in this place of, of disappointment and this is despair. Disappointment is not unique to you. Everyone has been disappointed at some point in their life. And instead of beating yourself up, think about what what you could have been done. Sorry, what could have been done differently. And then learn from those experiences. You know, I should have known what was going on. Yeah, but you didn't see it in the moment. It's okay. Now, this is a lesson. Sometimes you go through things in life and it is a lesson. And you take the tools and whatever you need to learn and you build upon those so that the next time a situation like this arises, you know how to face it, you know. You can become your own biggest motivator. Never underestimate the power of encouraging yourself and speaking life into your own situation. Because sometimes we go through things and no one's around and you're by yourself, but you got to know how to speak life into your own situation. You have to tell yourself, this is not how it ends for me. This is not the conclusion of the matter. This is not final. I have so much life in front of me. I have so many things that God wants to do for me. I have so much to look forward to and actually make a plan for things that you can look forward to. You know, we, we want, um, sometimes we want these things to be, to happen to us, but sometimes we got to get ahead of it and be proactive, plan the trip, you know, plan a moment with your girlfriends where you go to brunch. Maybe you're going to hang out with the guys and go bowling. Um, you know, you have people that you can rely on, you you can depend on. If you don't, join a church. That's a good way of getting access to community. Uh, but whatever you do, whatever you do, um, speak life into your situation. Do not 
be in despair forever. Speak life. Declare over yourself. I'm the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I'm not going to be in this financial situation forever. Maybe you got a bill you did not expect. And it's like, oh my goodness, I've been working to, you know, pay down this debt. And all of a sudden this bill comes. Maybe it's a friendship that has, you've been friends with this person forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And one little situation now, you're no longer friends. You're no longer as close as you were before. It is okay. It is okay. Speak to yourself and say, Lord, I trust you in this. Lord, I believe you in this. I may not know why the friendship may have turned the way it did. I may not know why it has shifted, but God, I trust your plan. I trust your process and I trust what you're doing in me. You see, sometimes we have to recognize that the disappointment, the rejection, all of those um you know, verbs, all of those different feelings are um, ways that God speaks to us, are ways that God brings to our, um, our, our knowledge of things about us, things that we need to change, things that we need to fix. Sometimes we go through things um, because the lessons about other people, but sometimes the lessons are about us as well. So we just really have to rely on God. Allow yourself to make sense of what went wrong, Grieve your loss and think about why the disappointment happened. Was the outcome something that you had control over or did it happen? Um, was the outcome something that you did not have control, control over it? You know, definitely deal with what happened. You know, think about it, process it, journal about it. Um, you know, really, really, really deal with what you're grieving because this is all a part of the healing process. You know, if you are getting ready to, you believe in God for the next season, quote unquote, of your life, you got to heal first. You got to be healed, healed and whole so that when you walk into that next season, you don't carry the trauma and the pain and all the different things that you went through in the last season into your new season. Um, you know, as I shared before, I'm getting ready to have a, a career advancement and I'm so excited about it. And it was only God who actually did it. Um, it was so miraculous the way everything transpired. But, um, you know, there was some difficulty in my previous position. There were some challenges all around. Um, but I have to heal from those different things that I went through in order to be fully present, to be whole, to, to, to be what I need to be in this new position um, that I'm walking in. And so the only way I could do that is I had to address what I was dealing with. I had to feel those emotions, especially in the moment, whether it was crying or journaling or praying or having a conversation. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes when you're disappointed, you got to go to that individual and say, hey, you hurt my feelings and this is why and have that uncomfortable conversation, come on, you have to deal with things head on. You can't just let things happen and, and then it festers and you're dealing with it and you're thinking about it and processing it in your head and the other person don't know what's going on, but you are acting funny towards them, right? So you sometimes, it's a, a conversation you need to have. It's prayer, it's conversation, it's dealing with it. But at the end of the day, that is all a part of the healing process. And as time goes by, you'll recognize that you're not in the same place that you were before. You'll recognize that when certain things come up, it's no longer a trigger for you. That, you know, certain words are no longer a trigger for you because you are, you know, you, you are healing from it. You are healed. You're, you're much better than you were before. And let me tell you, um, you know, just to encourage you, you know, 
you won't be in this situation forever. You won't be, uh, you won't have that feeling forever and ever and ever and ever. It, it's, it's going to subside. It's going to get better. Um, but as you heal, as you process, you know, I want you um, to just know that, that God is able to help you through it. God is able to guide you. God is able to lead you. God is able to, to um, help you make the right decisions as far as what you need to do um, as an individual in dealing with whatever you're dealing with. But disappointment is a part of life. Dis disappointment will come. But I want you to know that God's love is so much greater than any disappointment you could ever deal with. God's love for you is so much bigger um, than anything that you can ever face. You know, there's no situation that takes God by surprise. There's no difficulty that takes God by surprise. Um, and so I want you to know that God is with you. He is for you. He's not against you. You know, the situation was not um, to kill you. It was to build you and to encourage you to, you know, push through, keep going, um, because God wants to bless you. He wants to minister to you. His thoughts towards you are good, not evil, to give you an expected end. And the love of God is so deep. His love for you runs so deep, um, you know, that you, you, you can't even fathom it. And because his love runs so deep for you, any disappointment that is coming in your life, he's aware, he's able to walk you through it, he's able to guide you, he's able to speak to you so that you can um, be healed and whole in all of your situations. I believe that God wants you to be whole, you know, he, he wishes above all things that you prosper in and that your soul prospers. He wants your, your, your soul to be healthy. He wants your spirit man to be healthy. Um, he wants you to, to even, you know, not worry about what's going to come tomorrow or, you know, oh my gosh, this is the worst situation ever. Nope. He doesn't want you to worry about that. God's got you. He's in control. Um, you know, I, I talked about how I have several, several people that I know who in the, the course of this pandemic, they've dealt, dealt with deep disappointment within their marriage. You know, they thought that they were going to be with this person for the rest of their lives. And for whatever reason, they are no longer together. God is able to restore, heal, process, and, and deliver, you know, individuals who are dealing with different challenges in life. And I may not have called on your challenge today, but know that whatever it is, um, you can you can handle it. Your grace for it. I believe that God is going to strengthen you through it. Um, and uh, he's going to be a very present help with you. This was very, very heavy today. So I want to pray with you um, because I would imagine that some of you are maybe crying and, you know, you're really processing the pain that you had to deal with, the different things, the challenges that you had to face. Um, so I want to pray with you today because uh, I believe that God is able to heal you and deliver you and, um, you know, whatever that feeling is, whatever it is that you are, you know, holding on to, release it to God, let it go um, so that he can um, bring you the healing that you need in this moment. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time that this individual is listening today. God, you know all about the matters of their heart. You know all about the disappointment. You know all about the things that they 
thought was going to happen for them, all about the things that the people that they thought were going to be in their lives forever, the relationships, uh, maybe it's a job situation, a family situation, um, you know, mental health, whatever it is, God, I pray right now that as we rely on you, as we give and cast our burdens on you, God, that you would help us, that you would be a very present help in the time of trouble, that you would love on us, that you would encourage us, that you would strengthen us um, as we carry on in this journey. And God, we thank you that you will not leave us, that you're not going to leave us alone. You're not walking away from us. You're not leaving us um, bare. You're, you're going to be with us. You're going to hold us up. You're going to undergird us. Bring the right people around us to strengthen us during this time, oh God. Bring uh, the right voices. Hallelujah. There are so many voices speaking to us, whether on social media, whether it is on our jobs or people in our lives. But God, bring the right voices to us in this season so that we can truly, truly glean and hear from you. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We praise you and we lift you up and we magnify your name, God. Um, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Slay the Giant Podcast. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. And if you would like to leave a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts. Also, please email us at slaythegiantpodcast at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again. See ya.